Section 32 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Sunday, 18. I preached to about 3,000 deeply attentive people, from Isaiah 44, 23. It was an open season. We have 82 men to do the work, 40 of whom composed the conference. I have to lament my want of information respecting both the preachers and the circuits. We have ordained twenty-one deacons and seven elders. We have located eleven elders, readmitted one, and added seventeen preachers upon trial. There is a small increase here, and fair prospects for the future. I am kept in peace. New Hampshire On Tuesday we came away through New Gloucester to Bradbury's. We rested a few minutes at Dennett's, Standish Corner, and rode onwards to Samuel Bachelor's, upon Seco, making forty miles for our day's journey. The rain overtook us at Brownfield on Thursday, but we continued on, and were most kindly entertained at Samuel Foss's, in Conway. On Friday I forded Seco. The rest of the company were in a boat. We came through Bartlett to Judge Hall's, and were kindly received. We hasted on to Rosebrook's, supped, and went other six miles. Oh, the rocks, roots, pole bridges, and mosquitoes! We fell asleep about ten o'clock, and sprung up at four o'clock, and were away, without breakfast, towards Bethel. We stopped here a while. Winding down along a river bank, we came to the bridge and crossed the Connecticut into Vermont, stopping at the widow Sias's in Johnsbury. On Saturday morning we came away over awful roads, and made about forty weary miles to Danville. Vermont, Sunday 25 In the courthouse I preached from John seven seventeen. I could only speak sitting. From New York to Danville we compute our ride to have been seven hundred miles. We passed many a fertile hill, and saw many fruitful vales, through which flowed noble rivers. We refit, expecting to fill an appointment for Tuesday. At Danville Meeting House on Tuesday, I attended with two of our preachers. I took a pew near the pulpit and taught from thence, from Hebrews three twelve through 14 The court was in session. The congregations were large, nevertheless. I received a polite invitation to preach to the court, but I had no strength and no time for this. We took a bite at the widow Sias's and came on to Cabot. Near Jock Pond, a heavy storm of rain and thunder overtook us, and drove us into shelter. I lodged with Mr. Dana. On Wednesday our route brought us through Marshfield, Plainfield, exploring to the head of Onion River as we went, to David Parsons, near Montpelier. I preached in the evening. In passing through Montpelier on Thursday, we remarked their fine state house, worthy of the seat of government of Vermont. To this, the hotel is an appropriate appendage. Our way lay through Middlesex, Waterbury, Richmond, on to Williston, where, about midday, a storm overtook us. On Friday I preached at Fuller's, on Lake Champlain, from Titus 3, 7, 8. Here I ordained Joseph Sampson, a native of Canada, and sent him a missionary to his countrymen. 
The day of small things will be great, but the day is not yet come. Rather, it is still afar off. Patience, my soul, do I not feel for the lost sheep? Yea, verily. Sunday, July 2. We had this day a crowded audience at Bridport. I sleep this night under the roof of Luther Chamberlain, near Ticonderoga Fort. On Monday I spoke in Hampton Church, on Galatians 6, 7-9. New York. On Tuesday we kept along down Burgoyne's Road to Fort Edward. At four o'clock I preached in Dr. Lawrence's store, to about five hundred attentive hearers. It has been serious times for some days past. I feel the effect of riding thirty or forty miles a day, fasting long, and expected to preach every evening. I spoke on Romans 8, 1, at Emcredi's barn. It was an open season, but the flesh suffered. Thursday brought us to Father Hart's, on Saratoga Lake, to dinner. After refreshing, we went out under a plentiful rain, and, mounting our beasts, directed our course away to General Clark's. Here I preached in the bar-room, and had life and liberty. We have made nine hundred miles since we left New York, as we compute. There will be an increase of eleven thousand this year. On Friday I rest and fast. On Saturday I visited Ballston Springs buildings, approximating in elegance to those of Bath in England. The water has a taste of beer, of lemon juice, and of salt of tartar. A ride of about forty miles brought us to Kingsbury in the evening. Sunday night. We took the wood for the shade, and I spoke to about a thousand people, from Matthew 17:5. All were attention, and some felt the word. Brother Boehm closed a meeting of three hours' continuance. There were twelve traveling and local preachers present. There is a contention between soul and body. I wish to fast as when young, and when fast day comes, the body has a journey of forty miles to make, perhaps, and do its part of preaching. But Christ is strength in my weakness. At the end of a thirty miles ride on Monday, I preached in Faville's barn. The young man here is pious, but without great gifts. Great men had passed them in the way to Canada. They were disappointed who hoped to have a meeting-house, and congregations, and eminent teachers. Complaints are no new things to us, and I told them we expected such treatment. We tarried a minute at Morales, Fallstown, and pushed up the turnpike to Caleb Willis's, Deerfield, where I preached. It was an open time. We passed Utica at the head of the Mohawk. This is a flourishing place, and we shall soon have a meeting-house there. Our route brought us through Hartford to Westmoreland, where, at four o'clock, I held forth from John 6, 66-67. We had a number of traveling and local preachers present. My body is afflicted, and sore with heat, long rides, and labor. I preached in Silas Bliss's barn, in Zenobia, on Thursday. We had a profitable meeting. My bed was on the floor at night. It was cooler thus, and I accommodated my friend. Next day I again held forth in a barn in the village of Pompeii. Here Brother M. Kendry left me to serve alone. 
the evening brought us up at paddocks in Manlius. I lay along the floor in my clothes. There was a lady in the corner, and Brother Boehm in bed, like a gentleman. The female could not possibly occasion reproach, and so I was persuaded. But I wished I was somewhere else. My fear was not commendable. I wrote to Dr. Hollins, Onondaga, on Saturday, and preached in the courthouse. Sunday 16. Spoke in the courthouse at eleven o'clock. We had a full house. Contrary to my usual practice, I directed my course away, and brought up at Friend Young's at Auburn. No food or rest today. The rain and Monday morning finds us at our friend Young's. The New York and New England Presbyterians are laboring to monopolize this country by building meeting houses and other establishments. They will flourish a while, but a despised and dispersed people will possess the land. Oh, the terrors of a camp meeting to those men of pay and show! In the evening we mounted our beasts in the rain, and came six miles, dripping wet, to Asa Cummings' cabin, twelve feet square. On Tuesday morning we were well soaked before we reached David Eddy's. We dried, dined, prayed, and again got in motion and reached Milton, making thirty miles for the day's journey. Lodged at Baker's. We learned there is a revival in this place. We called upon James Egbert on Wednesday. He is a child of faith and prayer. I had used his father's house. We had an awful time on Thursday in the woods, amongst rocks and trees, living and dead, and prostrate, and barring our way. When we thought the bitterness of death was past, behold, the backwater had covered the causeway. A kind soul, one Hathaway, directed us over the point of a hill, and so we got safe along and came to Ludowick Lights. Pennsylvania, Friday 21. We were comfortable while resting at Dr. Hopkins's. Arrived at the ferry bank, no boat appeared, so I came back and called a meeting. Since we left Baltimore in April, we have made, we compute, 2,000 miles. Such roads, such rains, and such lodgings. Why should I wish to stay in this land? I have no possessions or babes to bind me to the soil. What are called the comforts of life, I rarely enjoy. The wish to live an hour such a life as this would be strange to so suffering, so toil-worn a wretch. But God is with me, and souls are my reward. I may yet rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. I might fill pages with this last week's wonders. We are eighty miles behind our Sabbath appointment. I called at a certain house. It would not do. I was compelled to turn out again to the pelting of the wind and rain. Though old, I have eyes. The hand of God will come upon them. As for the young lady, shame and contempt will fall on her. Mark the event. I preached on Friday at Tioga Point. We were at Judge Gore's by eight o'clock on Saturday morning. We took thence through the narrows, and a late and rough ride brought us to a tavern lodging. Sunday 23. 
we must needs ride today. Our route lay through Walnut Bottom, but we missed our way and the preaching of George Lane. A twenty-four miles ride brought us to breakfast at Otis's. Brother Boehm upset the sulky and broke the shaft. Night closed upon us at Osterout's Tavern. Passing along on Monday, we stopped to dine with Squire Sutton. We lodged under the roof of the widow Denison. On Tuesday morning we found the ferry at Wilkesbury only just passable. Mervyn gave us shelter for the night. We have ridden thirty-eight miles today, and sore trials have we passed through. On Wednesday we rode through the beautiful villages of Nazareth and Bethlehem, and put up for the night at Allentown. Here are gambling sinners. We made a rapid ride of forty-two miles on Thursday. On Friday a thirty miles ride brought us to Martin Bohm's. Delightful rest, but it may not be. Saturday morning put us into motion for Lancaster, where we tarried a few minutes, as also at Columbia, and continued forward for York, where I preached at six o'clock in the evening. Sunday 30. I spoke on, Let Your Light So Shine. I have at least twenty letters to answer, and but one day. Monday, company and business enough, and little time to refit. On Tuesday at eight o'clock at night I preached in Carlisle. Twice on the road hither we alighted, stopped, talked, ate, and prayed. Wednesday, August 2. At Shippensburg. I have been simple enough to put plasters too powerful to my knees. They are in blisters. So here is a bishop who can neither stand to preach nor kneel to pray. My body is very feeble, but my soul enjoys perfect love and perfect peace. Thursday brought me and my sufferings safe over three mountains to friend Thompson's. I preached at Littleton's on Hebrews 4.12. We had few hearers, but it was a liberal season. Lodged at the old place, Ramsey's. It is James Hunter's house and home. We must attend to camp meetings. They make our harvest times. The prospects just now are discouraging. On Saturday we rode rapidly to Bedford. The hand of God was manifested today in saving man and horse from wreck. The danger appeared exceeding great. I had Boehm and Hunter for my escort. Lodged at Stevenson's. I calculate the distance we have traveled since January 9 to this day, from Georgia to Bedford, Pennsylvania, at three thousand miles. We are generally amongst the poor. Too frequently it is a tavern or starvation. Many a time and oft the preachers crowd us, and sometimes we are wedged among the people in such a way that we can neither write nor think. Sunday 6. I spoke to a very decent congregation on Acts 4.12. One, by original and actual transgression, sinners altogether born in sin, lost as to strength and wisdom and righteousness. Two, the character of Christ, the only Savior, in deity, in his humanity, suffering, resurrection, ascension, and mediation. Three, the gospel method of salvation. 
4. The Work of the Ministry I spoke in the courthouse by necessity, not choice. There was but one indecorous thing observed. A presiding elder put his feet up upon the banister of my pulpit whilst I was preaching. It was like thorns in my flesh until they were taken down. Our host is a kind Yorkshire man. On Monday we took the path to Berlin and had a cool ride. Notice had been given of our coming, and the German Presbyterian priesthood caused the bell to be rung. Brother Boehm preached to them in high Dutch. My rude, rough ride made me more fit for bed than meeting. We encountered a mountain rain on Tuesday, which held us thirty miles, and sent us dripping for shelter to a German friend's house. We called a meeting, and our exercises were in German. We gave away religious tracts, German and English. We have disposed of many thousands of these. It is our duty to do good in every possible way. I preached in Anthony Banning's house on Wednesday. I bore a faithful testimony to the truth whilst speaking at Murphy's on Romans 12, 12. I was unwell in Chile, having received damage by the rain. We learned that a camp meeting will be held at Dr. Wheeler's in expectation of the two superintendents. Friday, a day of abstinence. We are halting and refitting at Mrs. Stevens's. On Saturday we rode to the old fort. We dined with a Mr. Hogg, a family lately from England, and as kind as the Methodists. Rode to camp twenty miles. We had eight local preachers, seventy-three tents, perhaps three thousand people. The religious exercises, great and constant. Sabbath 13. I held forth on 2 Corinthians 6.20. I spoke but once, Bishop M. Kendry four times. I took occasion to be very plain, giving my hearers to understand that frames and feelings would not supply the neglect of family and closet worship, and the duties we owe to each other in society. We began our sacramental feast, but the people broke out into prayer and singing. We came away shortly after. The profligates would not come within our holy limits, but they drank plentifully of strong drink without. It appears that the bishops will hold a camp meeting in every district. We are encouraged so to do. Great power was manifested here, and much good was done. I will not say how I felt, nor how near heaven. Second Samuel 11, 11. This passage came strongly to my mind. I must take the field. We came away to Brightwell's on Wednesday, and I gave them a talk on Hebrews 4, 2. Mary Brightwell, my beloved nurse last year, required my attentions in turn. Her sufferings from a bilious colic caused us to rise at midnight. She grew better after solemn prayer on her behalf. My subject at Fell's Meeting House on Thursday, at eleven o'clock, was Titus 2.12, and at Philip Smith's in the evening, Hebrews 2.7. Want of rest last night, and hard labor today, has tried flesh and spirit. I would not dine when invited, fearful of disappointing the congregation at four o'clock. 
and it was well I did not, for the cross-bar of the sulky broke, and the mending and the rest of the journey just left me time enough, and none to spare. The Lord will always direct those who look up with humble dependence. We reached John Renshaw's in Pittsburgh on Friday evening. The Reverend Mr. Steele offered, unsolicited, in the name of the Presbyterian eldership, their large, elegant house, for my Sunday's exercises. I preached at Thomas Cooper's on Saturday. Sabbath 20. I accepted the offer made, and preached at three o'clock. It was an open time. Could we unite nations and languages, as well as spirits and tempers, we might do great things here. Will the Allegheny and Monongalia ever rise so high as to inundate the point of land on which the town stands? Is such a thing impossible? A Baptist family by the name of Plummer received us on Tuesday. Young Plummer is sick, a child is sick, and the whole family feel awful. Who will pray with young Plummer when we are gone? The young man is certainly under convictions. Twelve miles brought us to Fawcett's on Tuesday morning. I gave them a sermon on Ephesians 8, 9. The weather on Wednesday was exceeding warm. Nevertheless, we started for Washington. I spoke in our own house to a goodly congregation as to numbers. The Reverend Mr. Brown was present, and some seceders, as I was told. Surely the millennium is approaching. I dined at Mr. M. Fadden's and came on to Middletown. We crossed into Virginia and preached at Brook County Courthouse on the evening of Thursday. Our lodging was the station preachers, William Sandinen. My brethren were kind enough to make appointments for me, at least to publish in the public prints more than I had designed. I might murmur at this, and perhaps I do. Well, elders must be better and do more than other men, granted. I can truly say my life is like a daily death. God is my refuge and my reward. I preached on Saturday at Beck's. Sabbath 27 At Short Creek Chapel, my subject was 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. I contemplate two chapels, one of 40 feet square and the other of 50 feet the first in Charleston, Alexander Wells to give the lot, and the other in Wheeling, the ground to be bestowed for its erection by Colonel Zane. Our appointment for Monday was in Wheeling Courthouse. I spoke with light and life and power. The following day, Tuesday, Brother Bohm spoke at St. Clairsville. Ohio, Wednesday 30. We found the roads disagreeable in the Wills Creek Bottoms. While tugging forward, crack went the breastband, and crack went the shaft. We were two hours in the night, and at last reached Spears's Tavern. Next day, Thursday, we made eighteen miles to Springfield, where I preached by appointment. We had about four hundred people. I wanted my breakfast, I wanted strength, and I wanted sleep. Brother Boehm preached at Zanesville, named after Colonel Zane who so kindly entertained us at Wheeling. He is a very extraordinary man, and the history of his life a strange one. The first of the month I rode thirty-five miles to Edward Teal's. 
Brother Boehm preached on Saturday. Sunday, September 3. I preached at Teal's. On Monday I spoke in the elegant courthouse in New Lancaster. We dined with Mr. Togue and went forward sixteen miles to Lakings. I was weak and weary with riding on horseback, but I had great consolations in God, and a witness of holiness in my soul. We have our difficulties with the married preachers, their wives and children. But whilst God is with us, these difficulties may be well borne. I pray God that there may be twenty camp meetings in a week, and wonderful seasons of the Lord in every direction. I preached on Wednesday at the widow Strode's house. Rest on Thursday. Friday. This is my covenant day. We came twenty miles to Jefferson and lodged with Mr. Neville. Dr. Tiffin received us kindly on Saturday. After dinner we rode on to Deer Creek and housed with White Brown. Sabbath 10. I preached in my host's barn. My subject was 2 Corinthians 6, 1-2. Brother Lakin added an exhortation, and Brother Boehm gave them a discourse. At a late camp meeting, I learned that seventy joined society. The prospects are great. Oh, what a charming view presents itself from Dr. Tiffin's house. But these long talks about land and politics suit me not. I take little interest in either subject. Oh, Lord, Give me souls, and keep me holy. Our route through the prairies, the weeds as high as our heads on horseback, showed us on Monday almost every desirable comfort but pure water. We stopped on the north branch of Paint Creek. At Jacob Cutler's on Tuesday, we had an interview with M. Daniel, Flood and Trader, official men. These and Hunt's settlements are greatly improved, and the Methodists have increased. Thirteen miles was the extent of our Wednesday ride. We stopped at Petham's. We remain Thursday and Friday. My study of divinity is Wesley's sermons. I read some of them today. As I cannot often meet Bishop M. Kendry, and meeting, we cannot be alone for talk, I wrote a letter of counsel to him. I preached on Saturday. I felt solemn whilst dining at Philip Davis's. This is an old Virginia family, and here are brethren and sisters whom I have known, some twenty, others above thirty years. Life is short. We set out for Mad River and reached Andrew Reed's. I gave them a discourse on John 3.17. I spoke at William Hammer's on Tuesday. My subject was Isaiah 35, 3-5. There is a serious affliction in the family. I sympathize with them. Dayton is a growing town. We passed through it on Wednesday. I found the son of a Methodist from Gunpowder Neck, one Horner, and lodged with him. On Thursday we came down Little and Great Miami. The rich lands of these rivers are occupied by new lights, shakers, Methodists, and sinners, to be sure. I was glad to stop at Daniel Baker's. I slept about five hours last night. I had excessive labor a crowd of company, and hogs, dogs, and other annoyances to weary me. I am thankful for a prospect of one night's quiet at John Hardin's, near Hamilton, Butler County. Preached for them on Friday.
we had a large and lively meeting. Saturday brought us to the descendant of a German. We came on to Milford, Little Miami. Here are folks from most of the eastern states, and of all professions. They have good land, and this rarely makes people any better. End of section 32. Recording by Brian Keenan.